end this episode. The respect was given to the guys who played the game tough, who always made the plays, who were just the routine day-in, day-out guy, guys that won games. That was who used to get respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, But and the, the problem is... In youth and college and high school. You know, I'm telling you, the attention is the issue. Is that you have to you only learn that by watching a three hour game a hundred times a year. That's the only way you know that. And there is no chance kids do that these days. They want to see clips and move on. Yeah, they don't get that. They don't get they, that. There's no way they can conceptualize that that's the real dude. It's crazy. Like. There's no way. They can't. So I'm telling you, you have to change the narrative on it. You're not going to get the flash out of the game. That's here to stay. But you have to change the narrative in terms of, well, that's all good and well. And this dude did a bat flip. But, bro, he's hitting 200. Okay? <laughs> he's got a long way to go. Well, watch. Look at Paul Goldschmidt. I love him. <laughs> Guy does everything in the game right. I mean, honestly, even Arenado, who at the beginning of his career is considered, you know, Flashy. counterculture in a yeah. sense. And, like, that just need, that's where you need to push modest, that. You know, the same exact way he plays, but yeah. that dude plays hard. He shows up every game. Well, and here's I don't know if you guys remember the Manny Machado situation where he didn't run down the line for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Machado wanted to play for the Yankees, and the Yankees GM, or I think it was GM, said no. he's not Yankees material. Yeah. Fair enough. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Closing Pitch. My name is Spiker Helms, and this is a show about people, culture, and how to create a winning lifestyle. We got Roth in the hot seat, and he's got a partner in crime. <laughs> Baby Bray here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, how's your day going? You don't have a kid. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. A little less responsibility, which is probably good for me, so yeah. good. Yeah. And he's throwing from his knees already, right, Roth? He's squatting, deadlifting. <laughs> He's he's everything. He's the, he's the full package right now. Right now he is. He's <laughs> giving you the angry stare too. Yeah, he's like, you talking about me, bro? <laughs> you will run 10 minutes late to everything with a baby, just so you know. <laughs> I thought you were doing good. Wait, wait, you're, oh, on you're, on you're only like three oh, minutes wait, late, we're, buddy. We're, we're not on time. Yeah, yeah you're only three minutes late. Uh, but yeah, it's great. Um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so Aaron Judge just hit his 62nd home run yep um pretty impressive don't know if he's doing peds or not but um we'll give it to him he's i i consider him the home run champion mm-hmm. right now um minus the steroids you actually had a really good point yesterday they should have two different lists yeah they should have a ped list and they should have a non-ped list they need to and then if you and then if you get if you test positive then you end up all your records end up moving over to the ped list something like that i mean it's just I mean, you we're similar ages, all three of us, and like you know, I grew up watching baseball in the late '90s, early 2000s, and like it's just it, it was like watching you know bodybuilding world championship or something, right? For baseball and like you know, it, it, I don't know. I just think what he's done is just really special, especially now with all the testing. And I mean, think about it, they didn't start testing for HGH until I think 2012. So I mean, that's not even that far that long ago. So now that the testing being more stringent and whatnot, I, you know, I grew up in that era. I loved watching baseball. There was a lot of fun, but he's my home run champ too. And when yeah. you were, when you were in the big leagues, explain that. Explain the testing side to it. Oh, I quick. mean, like you were guaranteed to get tested in spring training. You'd get, you know, they just show up. You know, you could they would just be there that morning. You're like, I'm getting tested in the next few minutes to hours. Um, so like. 
if you got steroids in your body, there's no real way around, right. you know, a day's note or an hour's notice, right. 30 minutes notice. Um, and then during the season, same thing. They'll just show up. Minor leagues, it's not as strict, but even then, like, you're probably going to get tested twice a year in the minor leagues. And then big leagues, like, I mean, there's days they were there three, four days in a row testing. Um, pretty, I mean, if you got tested one day, you were expecting to get them to show up the next day and test. Mm. Sometimes it was blood, sometimes <clears throat> it was urine, but like, it's pretty stringent and like, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, levels they test for now are much more strict than before. Mm. So even if they were testing before the levels were, uh, at a rate that you could actually potentially skate by. So, I mean, unless you get like a therapeutic use exemption, which some guys do have, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, you're gonna you're gonna pop positive if, if you test for it for anything. So I mean, that's my it's what he's done. I I, I think it's clean and his body really you know even in college he he's was already a monster. That big. Yeah, he's been he that has, big his body for hasn't changed time. much. And um, my experience with him, like as a playing against him in the minor leagues, playing against some big leagues, a lot of his teammates were traded to teams I played on and talked to them about him and. He just doesn't seem like the guy who would ever even cross that line. So, um, at least as a professional, you know, it's good to know. Yeah. So, I love hearing that. No, it, well, it, yeah. it also was interesting because Fernando Tatis Jr. got busted with PEDs, and I don't know about you guys. I just didn't buy the reporting on it. Like it could be possible, but it it's just, possible. Man. Yeah, but it just like it feels like the players are kind of giving that like, oh, it was a medical reason or this, just to try to get their name clean. I don't know. But anyways, um, pretty impressive with Aaron Judge. And um, what's even more impressive that well, you mentioned it yesterday, that he's doing it in a humble manner. I don't I don't think I've ever seen him really pound his chest or bat flip or do the things that right now everyone loves, um, especially ESPN and MLB Tonight. He's doing it in where he just hits the home run, has a little bit of a toss, and then that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... We grew up in the same era of baseball, and, and I think there's something to be said for not, you know, you could have some fun, but we always said, our coaches always preached to us, my my parents always, uh, respect the game, respect the game, respect the game. There's someone before you who who came before you to, that you have even this opportunity to play this game. And I think the way he's gone about it is a way, I have my eight-month-old son here, if he plays baseball, I want him to play baseball like Aaron Judge, not Chaz Grissom or whatever his name is, or someone who plays similar to his style that's just it's just too much. It's just like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, and there's nothing wrong with passion. There's nothing wrong with that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong. But, um, like you said, I think the most he's done is a walk off home run. He tried to do his version of the gritty. You know what I mean? Like, well, we had that conversation with Jose Batista, the passion that he showed in the ALDS. Yeah. Where he ended up flipping that bat literally to the moon. His career is never the same after that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, he didn't, yeah, like if you look at his stats is, and then he also got punched the next year yeah. right in the face. And he was a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. He was my teammate for two months. Like, yeah, you know, which I thought was, was interesting. You said like, Jose Batista was a really I good guy. I actually thought he was a great dude. Um, and I, I thought he played the game hard and he was, people liked him. Um, yeah, I mean, but that was in like this crazy playoff situation that he did that. You have guys doing this like, you know, mid June, yeah, third game into <laughs> well, the there year, was another, hitting one seventy with eight home runs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's for, it. Reminded me of a story of the Milwaukee Bucks. I think it was in two thousand seven. Um, it was last year that uh, the Lakers ended up winning the championship, or is it oh eight? But the Milwaukee Bucks were the best team in the NBA. Um, got the number one seed, mm-hmm. 
and um, I forgot what player it was, but he drained a three in the corner to um, basically seal the game for game one. And he ended up doing like an unbel- like a dance where like he was like cojones, like yeah. he was he was doing that. <laughs> the Pedro. <laughs> after after the game, he had to do uh, an MRI, and he actually tore a ligament in his groin doing that dance, which it makes you think passion's a great thing, but there has to be control. Yeah. Like it's, it's that stoic mentality. It's that mentality of being able to have the discipline of knowing when to use that passion and when to throttle it down. Um, there's something to be said of being extremely focused and using that passion and channeling towards being focused rather than, um, channeling it into a passion moment where like Kobe Bryant, I remember the, uh, interview with him, the reporter's like, it doesn't seem like you're happy. He's like, well, what's there to be happy about? He's like, you just won the game. He's like, is the job, the job's not done. Yeah. We won this game, but the job's not done. We're going, we're going back to LA. They can come in and they could take two games from us. Job's not done. And he didn't show that passion until the job was actually mm-hmm. completed. Like there was nothing else to, there not, there's nothing else to do. Um, and I also remember Barry Bonds get in one of his uh, situations where they won the NLDS and then he was not partying or doing champagne. He was in the corner just literally locked in because he knew what was happening um, when the NLCS is going to come. He's like, we haven't made to the World Series yet. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, like with Barry, I mean, yeah, we obviously know steroids and, and all that. But like, and granted, he wasn't the most well-liked guy by his teammates. Mm-hmm. It's very well documented. Managers didn't necessarily like him. It's very well documented. But when he played, you know, he played. There wasn't much of, you know, pounding the chest all the time, you know. Until he, he reached was, a milestone. Until he'd reach a milestone that he would kind of show off a little. And even then it was more like he would just look up to the sky and go thank his family, whatever it was. Even Jordan Jordan was like, like that like, too. There weren't huge, like, and these are some of the best of their game. And like, you know, I get it, the football mentality, the football mentality. But I see the football mentality towards baseball as more like the concentration intense aspect. Not the like, how much can we, like, I mean, you watch, a, I can't even watch sports as much anymore you got guys down by 30 points in the third quarter fourth quarter and they sack and like they sack a and they do a dance and they're yeah. doing a dance and i'm mm-hmm. like bro, just, yeah you might be a rookie who doesn't get a lot of playing time you're pumped but like you're gonna show more to that coaching staff just put your head down get back in the huddle yep. and or giving a high five to somebody or like, yeah subtle i mean i can remember hitting home runs doubles whatever down by 10 and like it was just like yeah like Thanks, guys. Like that was cool. It wasn't like yeah, it's a home run. Yeah, we're now we're down by seven instead, and it's the ninth inning. You know, like it's just. I think it's getting a little tired, and I just wish guys would just be more humble, more humility, and and just play hard, man. Put your head down, and play hard. Well, last last uh, episode we mentioned about self discipline, and um, I remember I mentioned this that the my coach, the coaching staff back then would always talk about the discipline aspect of it. Yeah. Like it was like an, it was like in the forefront. I don't think you hear that that much anymore at the youth level or in the high school level of like, this is what discipline looks like. This is how it should be perceived. Um, this is when you should celebrate. This is when you shouldn't celebrate because kids don't know they're, they're basically mimicking what they see on Mm -hmm. TV and they're like, well, the big leagues do it. And then coaches use the lazy saying, well, you're not in the big leagues yet. Sure. There's a better way of doing it, I think. There's a better way of um, delivering that message to those players. 
So I don't know. It's, it, it is interesting. I do agree that like Aaron judges uh, milestone has been pretty impressive. And even after hitting 62, you didn't see him. He didn't even pivot. Yeah. He put his head down and jog like he usually right. does. Just a nice, easy jog <laughs> around the bases. <laughs> I, I don't five, think anyone could little, be little fist bump. Handle themselves better than he has in New York. A hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. Even Garrett Cole. I think Garrett Cole had another milestone that he hit. Um, I, I didn't read into it, but I know that they they made an announcement for him as well. So he, here's the issue. Okay, here's the issue. None of that stuff gets publicized on social media. That's because he's going about it the right way. It's not fun. It's not going to get clicks. It's not going to get likes. So none of the younger athletes these days are seeing that. It's not being talked about. Like like Aaron Judge hitting 62 yesterday and just going about his business the right way is not showing up on ESPN. It's not being talked about. Now, his accomplishment is, but they if he would have backflipped, they would have been like, look at that Selly. That's huge. They would have definitely pushed that out, but just because he went about it the right way, it's not. So what are young guys seeing? Young guys are seeing the dude striking a guy out in the fourth inning, down four, doing the sword. They're seeing the guy – you know, bat flip or pimp this or doing the celebrations at second. They're seeing all that me stuff that you're talking about. That's what they're seeing. As much as I love it. But if you look at Bray wants to enter and he's like, yeah, I agree with that, Dave. 100%, bro. <laughs> um, if you look at every single player that's done that, like I like it as a fan and I think it it's awesome to see and I love that passion. But if you look at every single player that shows that passion, something happens. Oh, Ronald Lacuna Jr. Hey. injured. Bauer gone. It is interesting. Like you hate to look at it and like I'm saying karma, but like yeah, you know. I mean, there's a cost to everything. There's a cost to showing that passion. And I, as good as a guy like Juan Soto is, and like I, I can't watch him play. I cannot. Even when I was literally calling balls and like what pitch to come, and he's in the box, and he took a pitch. I just wanted to jump out of my stance and just jump all over him and be like, "What is with you?" Like if I see him take a pitch, stare at the pitcher, and grab his crotch. One more time, I'm like, well, what, like really, like if if we did that out in public, grab our crotch, just look at someone grab our crotch, like it's probably not going to be a very good end result. And this is what's being like promoted. Like I'm seeing kids you know, do that yeah. all the I mean, time like, it's, now. It's wild. Like, I had a kid do like a he's little not like adjusting his butt cup, shake you know out what there. I mean? like, yeah, he's he's trying to show the pitcher up. Like I just took a good pitch. But you get on Twitter, dude. That's what they see. It's wild. Like it's just that is that is now being equated. Wild. To playing the game with passion. No, that's that is what now. it is. Now. Well, back in the day, you'd have guys that would talk um, to each other on, a lot on, on the field. Yeah, yeah, but like I don't think you see that as much. Um, I mean, there's so many different accounts where, like, example, um, Lou Gehrig, he was doing that streak. A pitcher threw at his head, yeah. hit him in the head, and then he yelled out to Gehrig, "I guess your streak's over." While he was knocked out, <laughs> like that's hardcore stuff. Like yeah. I don't, I don't think you see that anymore nowadays because there's protections on players. But um, like that, it's there's an avenue for it allowed to happen, and, and like you there's no at- there's no repercussions right away. But I think that there's a long term repercussion to it. I agree. You're always leaving behind some sort of legacy. Yeah, there's and a like, there's a cost to everything. I mean, even you go watch games in like the '80s, and you saw you saw dudes like pimp home runs and like. Ricky Henderson pop his chain, things like that. And don't get me wrong, like it was it maybe too much, sure. But like that's when 
the pitcher could beam you for doing that. You know what I mean? Now, and I'm not saying that well, they knew the, right the cost of either. that. They, they you knew, knew the cost. You knew the cost. Like I'm you willing knew, to do this. I'm willing to get hit so I can like you know show extra passion. Where now it's like there is no real disciplinary action on the other side. Where like yeah, do the pitchers probably celebrate too much? Too sure, but they got the ball in their hand, and you always knew that as a hitter. Yep. And you knew if you respected the game, like you didn't have to worry about a ball coming at your head because. You, if anything, they were gonna if they if they hit you is hundred percent an accident. I almost I almost wanted the pitcher to celebrate because then I knew at that point that I had him later in the innings. Yeah. Because then he's gonna be more relaxed, and then I have a chance to get him back. Look at all that uh, the, <clears throat> the Indians. I mean, well, what are they? Guardians now. Guardians. Uh, Cal Quantrill, uh, huge celebration early in the year. Denver just stared him down, shook his head, boom. Next time he faced him, homer. A few, I think, and those are the things that you don't hear. Ago. Those are the things that that aren't mentioned. Yeah. Two or three years ago, I think the same thing happened with Jock Peterson, where pitcher huge celebration. He just looked at him, shook his head. Next time he faced him, home run, and it, I think it won a game. And I and there's numerous accounts of this. And like, yeah, you can just say that's part of the game, but like, I also see it as like, kind of like what you mentioned earlier. Like you kind of got what was coming to you in a sense, like karma in a sense. Um, I love passion, but like I, there needs to be some sort of accountability and control. And, and honestly, like you look in the world right now, there's none of that. The none. I mean, you know, we look at Florida right now <laughs> yeah. with the hurricane. And I'm using this example. People are trying to blame people for not evacuating. Like at the end of the day, you're responsible for your actions. Like yeah. you know, there's a Category Five coming. Like if you don't leave, that's on you. Like and 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 to relate that into baseball, it's like if you don't act a certain way and something bad happens or people like it's on you like and there's zero accountability anymore there's zero self-awareness anything well and, for first thing people are going to say well that's old thinking that's old age it's that's not it's responsible thinking. It's, it's it's responsible <laughs> thing but also um there's there's something to say for success and the guys that are that have continued in consistent success like I look at every single person that has been successful consistently not mm-hmm. a flash in the pan um, I hit a home run on one day that ended up winning a game. I'm talking about sustained success. The Kobe Bryant's, the Michael Jordan's, the Tom Brady's, like they used their passion and then they celebrated when celebration was due. Yes. They didn't celebrate. There was a feel for when to celebrate. Yeah. There was a feel for what was happening because they knew that there was going to be another obstacle in their way at some point during the year and they had to be completely laser focused if they just let off the gas and they let that passion out you got nothing left you're 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 done what do you say to a young player that views all that you know bat flipping and celebrating everything that that's the fun of baseball because that is coming that's coming up soon it's already here in my opinion oh yeah i mean that's how they view it like you mentioned earlier with coaches like not saying anything about it like if anything, Major League Baseball is, I mean, I, I'm pretty positive. They're sending out letters to teams being like, this is how we want the game played. This is what we want to promote to a younger Be- crowd. Yeah, because it's... Like, it's they it's, control it's, that narrative. Yeah, because they, they, they want to make sure that they have the audience. Yes. Like, it's all, about, it's all about attention. Yes. If you have attention, you have a product, right? Yep. yep. So, and Major League Baseball, their biggest thing is I, they have to get views. If they get views, the game promo- is promoted, yep, which money. again, I'm totally fine with, but... The players need to understand, the young players need to understand that that's not reality. The highlights are not reality. Like it happened at one moment at one time, but understanding what success is versus a highlight, that's a major difference. That is a major, major difference. Mm-hmm. 
So, but to tell, to say to a young kid, um, about how, how this whole fall thing coming up with the baseball and the celebrations, I would say if you're looking at narratives, you're in, you're in the vast majority right now. What, what is this fall thing you're talking about? There's a well, world series. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like some sort of no. like initiative came out being like, this is uh-uh. how we're going to. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait, what's the world series? <laughs> Forgot it was in the fall. Yeah, no, they. I, I think I think it has to be that you're you're in the majority of the narrative. Like everyone likes that right now. Mm-hmm. Be different. Be be someone that's willing to go against the grain because five ten years ago, going against the grain was being all about celebrations. Yeah, and guess who was the catalyst of that? Bryce Harper. Guess what Bryce Harper is now? He's old time thinking right now. He doesn't. You don't see him the big celebrations like you really did. don't like he's, 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 he's very quiet in a sense, he's say. very quiet I mean, even trout like trout for years is not a huge pimp guy like little bat flip puts his head down runs and like arguably the best player in baseball i mean maybe right now not right now because he's been injured but like i'm with you like you know that's one thing especially this generation of age and i'm not just talking about young kids i'm mean, just this this era of life in general like yeah, dude, like stand up, turn the other direction and walk away. Like everyone's turning left, turn right. You know what I mean? Everyone's standing in the one window line waiting for whatever, like go to the next window. I mean, it was funny as I was watching, giving lessons yesterday, just to show you how much things have changed. The the team next to me was doing a a little like hitting challenge and they had to call out how many points they think they're going to get that round. Almost every kid besides one, I'm going to play it safe, four points. And I was just like, and these are eight, nine, ten year olds probably. One kid, eight points. And the coaches literally went, they were like borderline, like anything borderline, they'd give it to him because like at least he had the, you know what, to try and get eight points. Everyone else was scared. And I was like, I mean, this is literally what we're talking about. Like, no one's willing to like take the risk. Just take the risk and, and be different in a more, I guess, old school way. Well, it's and, safe to be in the majority. Yeah, it's safe to be in the majority. And, and I, what I hope for is like baseball style is kind of like clothing style. Everything kind of always comes back in a style. Like everything right now I'm seeing is like stuff people wore like during the Spice Girl ages. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. for, and and I, I really hope that the attitudes will rotate or come back into play like that. Um, almost like clothing style in a sense. And, and people realize like this just isn't it. It's just not it's just not it. it. I don't know how else to describe it, but I mean, I'm going to call out a player right now. Like Carson and Caleb, we need more of those guys. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. You know I mean? um, like, <laughs> we need more guys who, who work like him and have an attitude like him. Yeah. And I think, um, I think there's a lot of strength in being able to know not to respond to something or not to show emotion. There's a lot of strength to that because you have to have a lot of endurance in your mind to not, fall victim to it where someone prompts you to say something and then you end up saying it right. Or prompting you to act a certain way. And then you end up acting that way rather than conserving it and saying, I'm just going to keep this in the back of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, um, it's, it's being able to put a log in your head and be like, Oh, I'll I'll remember that. Don't worry. It's coming. It's coming to you. Like, I mean, and and to your question, like, what do we do? Tell kids. What's the alternative? What's I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I know for me, it was the coach pulled me aside. Maybe not the best time to do that. My dad, Hey, not the best time to do that. Like, I don't know if it's a parenting thing, a coaching thing. It's definitely a cultural thing. I'll I'll tell you this. The minute you tell them you can't, you're going to lose them. 
And that's what's scary is like <laughs> you tell kid no now and it's There's so many other things to do in this quit, world. They'll quit the team and go to another team. Go to another like team, that. quit the sport, this thing ain't fun anymore, especially you do it at the younger ages. Yeah. You have to incentivize fun and experience in a different manner. Yeah. There's just there's just there's got to be a res- somewhat respectful way right. to do this and I yeah. don't I don't know if I have that answer but I know buddy, right? <laughs> um give him a, a pet giraffe two toy, I suppose. Um but I don't know. It, it's it's concerning oh. and it's every sport. Like it's literally every sport besides maybe hockey. And hockey when they celebrate it's like 2 seconds, boom, they go because I mean, hockey know, might be the sport to model everything after. Well, because there's going to be a response to that. There's you gonna, got the enforcer who's going to check you into the boards yep. and make you wish you never did it. Yep, it's a it's a self check system. Yeah, where baseball used to be that way. There was there way. was a self check system. Used to be that way. Yep. Football used to be that way. Now, because of protection on hitting and whatnot, it's not. Yep. Well, <laughs> even even baseball from like they you had you had different like the middle infielders. They, yeah. would, they would go down and throw you know, on a double play and they knew that you were on the line. They're going to go down and try to hit you with that baseball or even mm-hmm. the runners. I'm not going to go towards the bag. I'm going to go take out to the, throw it right at their forehead. Yeah. If they were late sliders, like literally you were taught that. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it was, I'm saying it's right, but that's what it was. I, I mean, but it got the guy down. He wasn't going right. to spike you. Yep. Yep. There, there's just, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, I wish there was more hockey in baseball, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously you'd love a top-down approach. You'd love the stars of the game who should be at the forefront of all the messaging to be the most active in determining how the future of the game should be played. Yeah, That would be the most ideal approach. Unfortunately, and I don't understand why, MLB does not operate like any other sport in terms of promoting their stars. They don't. Well, so this is interesting is that at the end of the day, the stars are the ones that determine how involved they want to be. That's true. And what happens is you have the best players. They don't want to, they, they want to just be in the limelight on the field and that's it. That's it. They want to, like we were talking about earlier, they want to do the job on the field. They want to go home, do their charity work and be out of the limelight. And the thing is, is all the players now, <clears throat> excuse me, buddy, what are you doing? <laughs> they, um, all the players now, like they want that light, and instead of doing it in the Aaron Judge type of way, they want to do it in the crazy football celebration way, I guess you could say. And and that's what's hard about it is they know the easiest way to promote is the guys that want to be in the light, and that's what these crazy celebrations and wave they go about the game because they want to get eyeballs. It, yep, they need the they need that feel of like the eyes are on me, and unless the player hits a milestone, that's kind of like. I mean, I'm, I like a guy like Bryce Harper does not want the eyes on him. Most players, do, a guy like um, Trout does not want the eyes on him. Yeah. Um, here, take a bobo. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know how st- it's concerning. I'm I'm worried um, because it's definitely going in a different direction, right? I mean, the way young kids get motivated to play the sport is totally different. And I'm not saying the old way is the right way, but I don't think the it's new the way, way is. Um, and I, I just see, like, in a plain example, I can ask nine out of ten kids who their favorite baseball player is in a lesson. They can't name one guy. That's crazy. They can't. They don't watch it. They don't. But they see ten-second highlights. Yeah. That's all they know baseball is. They don't sit down and watch a game. They just know the ten-second highlight, which, unfortunately, the only thing they see now is what we're talking about. Yeah. That's all they see. 
So now when they go out to play the game, that's what they emulate. They, they have they need, a, they need to say let's go like a 50,000 yeah. times. So, they have success and that's what they do. They do flip. the Juan Sotos. They yeah. do the bat flips. They do all of this stuff because that's the only thing they know. They haven't experienced the they haven't experienced the whole struggles of the baseball career. That's it. Well, so it, and, and then when they do seem a struggle, they end up going the other way. Contrary right? to your point um, about like they can't name a player with me, almost every player, Tatis Jr. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, in my day, it was Derek Jeter. And it's like, what a difference. Same position. Same position. A totally different. Great, totally yeah, different ways totally of going about player. playing the game. And yeah. it's like to see that and these are 12 13 year old kids and majority of them Tati's junior Tati's junior and you know nothing against him but like i don't know he's a flashy guy he's super flashy super showboat super everything like and like you asked me it was (laughs) Derek jeter (laughs) he's the look at me guy versus the guy that just wants that was the majority of everyone's favorite players back then or i mean even a ken griffey jr well, he was more flashy. Of a, he was he was pretty flashy back then. Back in compared the day, compared to now, yeah, compared he's to, modest. Think yeah. about that. Like he would be a modest ball player the way he played the game with his home runs because he really, when he'd pimp, was just the bat drop, a mm-hmm. little bit of whatever, and then he'd go about his business. Like he made a phenomenal catch. Now, I mean, he'd celebrate for a second, and then it was done. Like to think Ken Griffey Jr. is would be modest in today's game is wild to me, <laughs> but. Just so, Derek Jeter was probably my generation's favorite player. This generation's favorite player is more of a Tatis or Soto, and I think just watching them play tells you everything you need to know. There's no checks and balances. That's what it comes down no, to. Right? That's right. That's what I think it is, because you you didn't have that. Like you like you had a Randy Johnson lefty on lefty. Like that guy's gonna buzz you. Yeah. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna let you get comfortable in that box. How many how many pitchers actually throw in? And actually throw in consistently. It, uh, there's plenty, and not as much as I need to. The problem is, is if you go in too much, you get a warning because you accidentally hit a guy. Mm. Where it's it's just different. When before it was like, you tell your pitchers, "Hey, you got to pitch in. If you hit the guy, we don't care." Like that's part of the game. Now it's you pitch in, you hit a guy, and here's a warning. You do it again, you're out of the game. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's a the thing that lacks, and and here's a big big issue. It's it's the common respect for the game is missing, but the common respect for your opponent's also missing. I agree. And if you bring it up as a coach, you get looked at by players like you're sucking the fun out of this yeah, game, you're dude. A lame duck. What are you doing? Yeah, that's what you get looked at. It is crazy to think like, like you legitimately true. get looked at by players, do, young players, old players, like how do players get respect now? Because I remember back in the day, respect was more of like <laughs> you want I mean, to know it, why? it was more it was more the respect. <laughs> The respect was more of like if you had like an intimidating posture or look, and then you were able to throw in and then throw out, and then being able to control that. You mean box. get a guy out? Yeah, like if you're a pit. <laughs> well, I mean, you actually no. were respected. Yeah, how you get respect now? You're the hardest throw on the team, but it doesn't matter if you get walks or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's your that's a respected guy, the guy who hits the ball the hardest off a tee or hits the ball one time a million miles. That's respect. He's right. My it has, day, it was your the way. Do you, you think that the game. you think the safety protocols have actually hurt the game? Like, even though, like, again, safety's nice, but again, we're we're playing a sport. This is what I, I never understood. We're playing a sport that is a ball of yarn, and you have a little club, and we're expecting everyone to be safe, and they're not going to get hurt. 
If you want to be safe, don't play a sport. That's yeah. That's what it's I'm like saying. The NFL it's like, player who's just like, guys, I'm all about protecting. But like, I think it was last year. I can't remember who it was. And he literally said like, I know, I very well know my risk playing this game. I very much know that like I have a very good chance of getting hurt. But this is football. Like we can't turn this into flag football. We can't turn this into touch. And like he was very very critical of like some of the safety stuff. He's like, if you're concerned about your safety, don't play. And I, I tell that to young players that are scared of the ball. I was like, if you're scared of the ball, just stop now. Because like you, it, it'd be like playing tackle football and getting upset if you get tackled. Yeah. Like, getting hit by a pitch. I understand you know like I mean? player so man- point. Like, I understand player management not overworking a kid. Totally. But I but I don't understand why you're hit. eliminating <laughs> contact but, when baseball used to be a semi contact sport for all those that didn't can't remember you could easily take out a shortstop if you were running down the line and breaking up a double play. So I had, I had one, the bag yeah, I had one length, right. one arm length, and I could go after a bag. If there was a bang bang play at the plate, I had the opportunity to, and the catcher was blocking the plate. I could run into him. We worked oh. on it, like literally. They'd bring out a tackling dummy and hit us with it in college. Like we worked on to getting hit in a collision on how to take the blow, like, and and. It stopped because one guy put himself in a bad position. <laughs> like, think about it. And, and I don't know. I, I did it protect me when they got rid of mm-hmm. the Sure, I'm not the biggest dude, but like, you know what? Back but to you your knew, point. You knew. Back to your point about getting respect. Guess who had a got a ton of respect when he got hit by a dude who was six too much bigger him? Got right back up with the ball in his hand. Oh yeah, me. You know what I mean? Well, I still like, remember Ivan Rodriguez getting hit, and he had the ball, was and he was, hol- he was holding the ball. I was at that And game. had the passion coming out because he knew that he gained the respect of everybody at that point because he just got trucked and still yep. had it held onto the ball. I was literally at that game, and I remember being like, oh, dang it, like he dropped it. And when he came up like that, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and like I wanted to be like him. He was five foot eight, Puerto Rican guy. Like, hi, you know, yeah. that's me. And like I was like – Wow, if this little 5'8 guy can do it, it was, I can too, you know, like I can be tough like re- him. The respect was given to the guys who played the game tough, who always made the plays, who were just the routine day-in, day-out guy guys that won games. That was who used to get respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but and the, the problem same is, way in youth and college and high school. You know, I'm life. telling you, the attention is the issue, is that you, have to, you only learn that by watching a three-hour game a hundred times a year. That's the only way you know that. And there is no chance kids do that these days. They want to see clips and move on. Yeah, they don't get that. They don't get they, that. There's no way they can conceptualize that that's the real dude. It's crazy. Though. There's no way. They can't. So I'm telling you, you have to change the narrative on it. You're not going to get the flash out of the game. That's here to stay. But you have to change the narrative in terms of, well, that's all good and well. And this dude did a bat flip. But, bro, he's hitting 200, okay? <laughs> he's got a long way to go. Well, watch. Look at Paul Goldschmidt. I love him. <laughs> Guy does everything in the game right. I mean, honestly, even Arenado, who at the beginning of his career is considered, you know, flashy counterculture in a yeah. sense. And, like, that just need, that's where you need to push modest, that. You know, the same exact way he plays. But yeah. that dude plays hard. He shows up every game. Well, and here's – I don't know if you guys remember the Manny Machado situation where he didn't run down the line and – for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. did you know that he wanted to play for the Yankees the next, the following year? And the Yankees, oh, what did you know about Machado? We might need a diaper change. <laughs> <laughs> um, Machado 
wanted to play for the Yankees and the Yankees GM or I think it was GM said no. he's not Yankees material. Yeah. Fair enough. It starts to come around full circle, right? Yeah. I, I just think it's a matter of um, I would love to see both both Sorry. <laughs> You're good. The both He's so happy right now. <laughs> both um, spectrums. I would love to see the flash and the self-discipline come together. I agree. And then being able to have both. It's not a, it's not a this or that. If you're a coach and like trying to knock that out of it, no, I would try to mesh the two together. It just starts with bringing that conversation back. Like, yeah, hey, we all saw the 10-second highlight. And it was that's freaking cool and awesome. And that's awesome. Like, I'm not trying to fight that. But you know what else is cool? <laughs> This dude over here that fielded yeah. at a 99% clip this year, this dude, is he just won a gold glove for that, and that's pretty dang sweet. And every day you can hit 100 balls at him, and he fields 99 of them. Think about how sick that is. Yeah. And 100%. not only does he feel that he makes the play, too, with the throw. Well, I, I mean, mean just, are there any more David Eckstein's, like, who just – you hardly know the guy, and he plays. They 20, are. They just die in junior in college league. baseball. He, play, he, um, he plays twenty years in the big leagues, <laughs> and is you know. Do you think? Do you think Eckstein could play in this league? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe. I think it's kind of tough because then you're maybe comparing apples and oranges in a sense. But like, I why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess each why era not? has their own specialty and their yeah. own their own but mystique about it. Did anyone play better defense than him? No. Like they're like, just consistent. Yeah, I mean, like Derek Jeter wasn't like the greatest looking infielder of all time. Yeah, like it, like his his, his it looked it looked really bad, not really bad. But Eckstein didn't look the part either, at all. He didn't. But I mean, another guy that. Why can't we strive to be more like that? <laughs> right. Yeah. And That's what it. Just needs to be like, brought. That's what it just needs to be brought up in conversation more. You have to combat that. You have to open the eyes of the young athlete to know that, hey, this is also out there too. And this means a big deal. This is a big, big deal. And there are, as you want to emulate some of that other stuff that looks fun and cool, it's also really cool to win 80% of your games because you do a lot of things right. That's also really, really cool. And here's how you do that. And then you do that without disrespecting everyone you play against, because that's also cool. Or the guys that came before you, for sure. I think there's something to say. Uh, to that. There's but a I'm lot with you, to say. Spiker, like 100. If we can find a way to to mesh old school with new school, I think it'd be phenomenal. Because yeah. like some of the flash is fun, you know. Like I just think so much of it's just so just it's just so overboard. It's just it's just too much. Where we can find a way, like you mentioned, to bring both together. I'm not sure how. And I I think maybe the early '90s, late '80s, '70s, like that hard nose style baseball. Like if you go watch some of those games, like it was, it I think it was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? The, you there know what the, wasn't as much media then and all that, so you mm-hmm. can see it. You can't see it. You know what the safety protocols kind of remind me of, and especially like from the high school age, because because uh, um, it it gave a lazy way out for the coaches not to teach how to protect yourself in those situations. I, that's 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 mm-hmm. my honest opinion is that it because when i got to college then guys could have full lengths and i start getting taken out no one taught me that no one talked to me about that i think it just got a lazy way for coaches not to teach that aspect of the game and being able to say hey you don't have to worry about it because 
you can do whatever you want. The guy's not going to break up the double play. Like, yeah. I, I felt so stupid this summer saying, all right, break up the double play. And the guy's like, well, how do I break up the double play? I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. You can't do anything. It's wild. Like, you, I'd also love to see some of the some of the older generation of baseball guys who have either played at the high level or Open coached for a long time what they feel. talk more about it. I'd be great. I'd love to see that. Instead of right now they're just kind of exiting the game saying I don't need yeah. to deal with this. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't even know what this game is anymore and where it's going. It mm-hmm. doesn't look what, what I played that and I'm just off into the sunset. I wish they'd, you know, cuz you hear like the Jack Flares of the world, he gained a ton from talking to Bob Gibson. And that, you know, the Arenados learned a lot from so-and-so. I mean, those guys are being taught by the old generation. They're privy to that info. I'd love for the mass population to be able to hear more about how that game was played and the respect level and the, and the differences. I'd like yeah. that, too. And, and not just, you know, the guys that are 50. Like, I wouldn't mind guys that are, you know, more of the 70, 80-year-old yeah. players. Oh, yeah, 100%. they say, because, like, at the end of the day, like, what does everyone always say? Like, you got to learn from your history. Yeah. Like, if you don't learn from your history, you're just going to continue to make dumb mistake after dumb mistake and never learn. And, like, I think it'd be great to hear from, like, the history of players and not just, you know, guys who retired 10 years ago. I think the um, worst thing is, be really cool. is having them shut up and not say anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would rather have those opinions out there. Like, there's a lot of stuff that Pete Rose says that I completely disagree sure. with. But I'm willing to sit down and listen to a clip of his and just being able to know what it was like back then or hit what he thinks is wrong with the game and being able to take that information, sit with it, and either make a decision, yeah, I agree with that or I disagree At with that. At least digest it. Yeah, I like digesting like, it. Like I, I think too many people are like, ah, oh, shut up, old man. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, I mean, shoot, I talk to my grandparents, and sometimes it can be tough. But like, you know what? They usually have something to say once every phone call that I'm like, hmm. We need more of that. Like, yeah, that's, that's, gonna, a, that's an interesting perspective. That in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, um, 100%. I think that'd be, I don't know. I think you're right, though. I think we need both. We just, we got to find a way to. Got to do something. Like, this, the, you know, it's just grabbing the crotch after taking a good pitch. It's just a little much. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, if, if you don't say anything, they're going to default to something else and they're going to default to their phone. I would rather talk about it, not necessarily fight with them on it, but being able to talk things through. Conversation, yeah. yeah, and then if if I disagree with it, then being able to really sink my teeth in and really think like, okay, how does this? How how are you thinking? How are we going through this? Because if I don't say anything, they're going to default to their phone, and the phone's going to be teaching them, and you're subject to that, which is kind of scary to think about. I agree. So, um, anything else, Dave? Good. Roth. No. Okay. Bray. Conversation. Bray. You what you got, Bray? You were you you had, you were talking, and then you you're had a the chance star. to talk. You want? <laughs> oh, now oh, you're camera you shy. Yeah, now he's camera shy. Oh no, guys! This is episode of the closing pitch. Thanks for listening in. Subscribe to the channel. Give us a five star review, um, and we will see you or talk to you in the next episode. See you guys. See ya.